This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Good morning. It is Friday, May 14th. You are listening to the College Football Daily. My name is Lance Glenn here again this week since Trey is out. I hope everyone has had an enjoyable week and is looking forward to the weekend. I know I certainly am. As you guys know, we are attempting to hit every Power 5 school and a few Group of 5 schools this offseason here on the College Football Daily. We're almost halfway there. I think we're about two or three till we reach halfway. And in case you missed your favorite team, don't worry. We have them all on Spotify for you. Just go to Spotify, search for the playlist across the country with the College Football Daily, and find every single team preview episode we've done so far. I am very excited to continue marching towards our goal today as we talk about Michigan State. Joining me to discuss the Spartans is the man going into his second year leading the program in East Lansing, the head coach of Michigan State football, Mel Tucker. Coach, thanks so much for joining me today and giving me some time to talk about your program. Yeah, thanks, Lance. Thanks for having me. So I want to just start looking back, excuse me, at last season, right? Seven games, you went two and five, but those two wins, I think, showed the progress being made in East Lansing, beating obviously rival Michigan in Ann Arbor in week two and then beating Big Ten runner-up Northwestern at home in Week 6. It was obviously a a strange season for everyone, hopefully the kind of season, I'm sure you'd agree, that we all never want to see again. What, if anything, could you take away from last year with a obviously a new program, new players, a very different offseason schedule, and a regular season that really from week to week was just in question? Yes, it was a very challenging time. We learned a lot about ourselves. We had to adapt. We had to adjust. And what we've learned is that, you know, it is what it is, you know, and you have to, you have to, you know, you have to think neutrally about situations. You have to look at where is the truth, you know, what are the facts, and based upon the truth and the facts, then that determines what you need to do next. You know, you can't judge it. It's not good, bad, right or wrong. It's just a current state of affairs. And so with that mindset of neutral thinking and and just figuring out how do we need to adapt and adjust, you know, we were able to, you know, make the most out of out of the, uh, the limited season that we had. And we learned a lot about ourselves. I'm really curious for you, being that it was your first year at Michigan State as head coach, what you did to balance putting in a new culture while also dealing with COVID. I mean, you had new players. You had to lead a new program that you hadn't coached that in over 20 years. You had to put into place a new set of values and a new culture. You had to recruit and you did it basically all over Zoom and most of it while doing what you could to keep your players safe. Can you go through what I'm sure are quite a few twists and turns of what the offseason and frankly regular season was like having to deal with all the obstacles that came your way? Yes, it it became apparent that the health, safety and the well-being of our student athletes and our staff was the most important thing relative to COVID and something that, that was new. And it was uncharted territory for all of us. You know, things were changing hourly, daily. You know, the, the rules of engagement, the, the protocols, the recruiting calendar, all those things. And there were so many unknowns. And we really just had to control what we could control. And one thing that we could control was, was our shift in our culture. 
which you know started you know on February 12, 2020, the day that I that I arrived here, and that was a culture of accountability, sense of urgency, urgency, attention attention to detail, relentless pursuit of our goals, teamwork, being unselfish, all of those things part of our our culture, how we live day to day here, how we go about our business, you know, on the field and off the field. You know, that was something that we could control. And so following all of the COVID protocols and putting player safety, you know, as the number one order of business, along with the shift in culture, I feel like that we were able to we were able to gain a lot of ground, build trust with our players and really, you know, just lay the groundwork for, you know, where we are right now and, and coming out of COVID with a relatively normal offseason with a rel- relatively normal spring ball and going to uh, and going to our summer program, you know, with a bright future. So you obviously had previous Big Ten experience, but it's been a while since you've been in the conference. You played at Wisconsin. I mentioned, you know, you had coached at Michigan State before as a grad assistant back in the late 90s, various positions with Ohio State, including defensive coordinator. So you had an idea of what the Big Ten is all about. But as a head coach this past season, what did you learn about the conference that maybe you didn't know previously? You know, was there anything that surprised you about the Big Ten that was maybe different than when you were last in it a couple decades ago? No, there was really nothing that surprised me. You know, the Big Ten's always been a conference that was very competitive and had uh, some of the best coaches in the country are right here in the Big Ten. So you know that, you know, from a recruiting standpoint, it's going to be a challenge. You're going to have to compete. And also uh, on the field, from an X and O standpoint, the teams that you play against are going to be very well prepared, very well coached. They're going to be motivated, and there's going to be a tremendous amount of pride in, in the Big Ten. You know, every week you have to bring your A game, you know, home or away. And so there, there weren't very many surprises. I was I was happy to be back in the Big Ten, you know, growing up in, in, in the Midwest, being from Cleveland, playing at Wisconsin. And my, my wife did her undergrad at Illinois, did her, got her law degree from Rutgers. So we're Big Ten folks. And then, you know, coming back really full circle where my career started, my coaching career started here in 1997, 1998. It was just very exciting for me to be, be back uh, leading a Big Ten program, leading Michigan State. Something your wife and I both have in common. I, too, am a Rutgers grad, so look at that. You learn something new every day, right? So I want to get into spring ball now. At quarterback, you brought in Anthony Russo over from Temple. You have Peyton Thorne back, as well as, obviously, Theo Day, Noah Kim, and freshman Hamp Fay. You've said that naming a starter is something that happens more in the preseason camp then in spring, Anthony and Peyton are the only two with previous starting experience. One of the reasons they seem to be the two leaders for the job right now. What stood out for you from the way they both competed in the spring? And just overall, what's the dynamic of that room as all five guys are just competing for one job? Very healthy competition. I like that room. Coach Johnson, our offensive coordinator and quarterbacks coach, is doing a phenomenal job. You know, he played the position. He really embodies everything that we believe in. I mean, he's very detail-oriented. He's very efficient. He works with a sense of urgency. You know, he cares quite a bit. He connects with his players, and he's very fair. I feel like, you know, we're going to have good play at the quarterback position. Position is still wide open to me and to our staff. You know, we're going to go through the summer, and then at some point, you know, during fall camp, you know, I believe that it, it will shake out. But, you know, all of those guys in that quarterback room are, are getting an opportunity to show us what they can do. And you're, of course, a defensive guy. You played defensive back at Wisconsin, a defensive coordinator in both the NFL and in college. What are your thoughts on where your defense sits now with spring over? And what are you looking for from them now and ultimately when fall camp gets going? 
Yes, the players that are here have a better understanding of our scheme and where they fit and where where their help is. You know, it's, it's one thing to know know your assignment, but it's, it takes a little bit more to know uh, what your teammates need to do around you. And so I think that really helps bring perspective and actually just, you know, raises the level of competency on your entire defense when, when more people have a much better understanding of what the scheme entails, what their job is, and where they fit. I do believe that our newcomers, guys that will be joining our, our team this summer in May here, whether they're high school players or transfers, I think those newcomers will make a significant impact on our defense, you know, especially in the in the defensive backfield and also at the linebacker position. So we had a very good spring. It was productive. I feel like we, we've improved in our technique and fundamentals and our understanding, you know, what we're doing, but not just what we're doing, but why we're doing it, why it's important to do things a certain way. And then this summer we're poised to uh, – to really grow and, and add these new players to our culture and indoctrinate them to our team so that we can uh, move forward into our fall camp with a strong, healthy you know, football team, both offense, defense, and special teams. And I think, you know, you mentioned newcomers and you look at freshmen, let's say from the last season and the difficulty is they not only had getting acclimated to any football program with everything going on, but just college life in general. How much easier do you think in just your eyes is it going to be for this new crop of freshmen? than it was for last year's crop of freshmen, considering these newcomers really aren't going to have to deal with, well, yes, obviously COVID is here and everything, you know, there are now a lot more guidelines, more protocols, where it's easier for these new freshmen coming in to, I guess, kind of deal with everything and deal with all the obstacles than it was obviously when COVID was so fresh last summer. We know a lot more and COVID is still a factor, but we have our protocols in place. It's uh, something that, you know, we've been at for well over a year. And so I think that's going to make the transition for our freshmen just a lot, a lot more smooth. And so, uh, you know, it, it, it's still not going to be easy, but in terms of COVID, we have a much better handle on how we need to, to go about our business, how, you know, how we're going to operate from the day to day they reach, they reach campus. We just know a lot more. You know, last summer we had nine all-parent meetings on, you know, Zoom meetings which might be, you know, a record. But, it, and the reason why is, is there were just so many unknowns. You know, it wasn't just our freshmen, but it was our, you know, our, our returning players as well and their parents, you didn't know. You didn't know scheduling, you didn't know about testing, you know, protocols, the Zoom, the, the you know, the, you know all, all, all of those things, there were just not a lot of answers, you know, and so, the best way to handle those, that situation, you know, we thought was just to communicate, even if it was just say, hey, we don't know yet, but we're working on it and, and we're waiting to see or, or that's a decision that we're going to we're waiting for the NCAA or we're waiting for the Big Ten or we're waiting for you know, our university or we're waiting for our local health, our local, you know, county health department or whatever it was, you know, just communicating. So last year, just hammered home and just emphasized the, the fact that we really had to be very, very intentional on how we connect with our players, you know, how we connect with our players, how we connect with their families and how we, how we build trust and how we open up healthy lines of communication so that we can get to know each other faster, how we can bond quicker, more quickly, how we can, how we can build a trust and build authentic uh, relationships so that we can move forward as a team 
because we're not just a collection of players and coaches and staff. We are a team. And that is where the rubber meets the road. And that's going to be probably the biggest challenge for us this summer with so many so many uh, newcomers, high school and transfer guys coming in and then coming out of COVID. How quickly can we bring this organization together as a team, everyone moving in the, in the same direction with the culture that, we, that we've established, having you know, common goals and just ready to, to just move in a united front. So you know, that, that's going to be a huge challenge for us this summer. Coach, a couple more for me. You know, I think what's so underrated in coaching is continuity on the staff. And I know you brought some coaches over, obviously, from Colorado last season. But for others, it was their first time working with you. And, you know, you think when hiring them, you'll be able to, you know, have a relatively full offseason to get to know them better, really learn their strengths and weaknesses. And then, you know, boom, COVID hits. And it's, as we've been talking about, all virtual. You return, and correct me if I'm wrong, Coach, I believe all of your on-field coaches from last season. So another year for your returning players in the same system. How important is that continuity as you continue to improve this program and try to progress it to the level that it was previously at? Yeah, the continuity is is critically important. I'm pleased with all of the coaches that we have on our staff. I think we have a fantastic coaching staff experience. They first and foremost care about young men. They care about them off the field as well as on the field. You know, coaching is teaching. And our job as coaches is to teach, motivate, and develop our players. And I feel like we have a coaching staff that does that and does it in a very effective way. And so our coaches know a lot more about the players and our players know a lot more about us as coaches and our support staff. And that's very, very helpful. That's chemistry. That's trust. That's relationships. That's culture. You know, that's accountability. That's how you achieve a level of consistency, a level of excellence when everyone knows, everyone has a clear and defined role and everyone knows what they are required to do on the staff side of it and also on the, on the player side of it. Last one for me, you know, I mentioned before that you obviously have a Big Ten background, both as a player and early in your career as a coach. You know the level of success Michigan State has reached in the conference and nationally, hopefully not only at Spartan Stadium, but stadiums across the country. We have full crowds come September. What is your message to those Sparty fans that'll hopefully be in the stands now that you're in year two, you're going through a full off season and we'll have close to a normal approach leading into the season opener at Northwestern on September 4th? Yeah, hopefully that, the, you know, we'll be able to have uh, fans and hopefully we'll be able to be at full capacity. Michigan State has, has great fans. Football is extremely important here at Michigan State and we have fans not only here in the state of Michigan and nationally, but throughout the world. And it's important. I want our fans to be able to, to, to watch us play and recognize and identify a brand of football that they can be proud of. That is a you know, hard-nosed, physical, roll your sleeves up, you know, lunch pill, you know, type of smash-mouth type football. An all-weather team is really in the tradition of Michigan State. You know, Michigan State is a rugged, physical, hard-nosed, get-after-it, run-the-ball, stop-the-run type of program. That's the history of this program. That's the tradition of our program. And that's what our fans need to be able to see when they, when they watch us play. They need to be able to recognize and say, hey, listen, that looks like Michigan State football out there. And so um, in playing football that way here at Michigan State is a formula for success. The head coach of the Michigan State Spartans, Mel Tucker. Coach Tucker, I really appreciate the time. Thank you so much for joining me. Stay safe. And of course, best of luck next year.
Hey, thanks, Lance. Uh, I appreciate you having me on. Take care. All right. That is Michigan State head coach Mel Tucker. A big thanks to the Spartans and coach for coming on the College Football Daily. If you like what you hear, well, make sure to rate, review, and follow us wherever you get your podcasts. We put out a new episode every single day. Thanks so much for listening. I'm Lance Glenn. I hope everyone has a great weekend. I'll be back with you on Monday for the next edition of the College Football Daily. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.